Praise the Lord, family. Praise God. Praise God. What a, what a wonderful day. Amen. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. We serve a wonderful God. We serve a wonderful God. You know, um, I went to a funeral of a dear friend, a pastor. Steve Muncy's father went on to be the Lord several years ago. And uh, when I <clears throat> went to the funeral, I heard the story about his dad. His dad was a soul winner, won souls all the time. Every day he'd win souls. And um, when he was dying, he was in the room with the family gathered around him, this dear old saint. And he was seeing into heaven and seeing <clears throat> on the earth at the same time. They're seeing in both worlds at the same time as he was passing. And he was describing what he was seeing. And he said that he saw <clears throat> Jesus on his throne. And he saw multitudes of people, too many to estimate how many they were, weeping their hearts out, crying bitter tears of remorse and sorrow. And so he told the people, he says, they're not crying because of their sins. They're not crying because of their sins, which have been forgiven. They are crying because they feel how much he loves them and they regret not doing more for him when they were on the earth. Our biggest regret in heaven will not be doing more for Jesus when we are here. Because when you see and feel his love, you'll realize that nothing else in heaven matters. As wonderful as it is, when you experience that love, you'll be just mesmerized, captivated. That will hold your attention for eternity. How much he loves you. Amen? That's the Lord we serve. Uh, we serve a wonderful God, full of grace and mercy and love. If we could only understand that. If only the lost could understand that. If only they could understand that. Well, we're glad to be home. We, uh, we had a hectic trip through from San Antonio to Dallas, Dallas to London, London to Johannesburg. Worked there for some time. Then we flew to Mauritius. We the Jasper Church built a, a church there in Mauritius. We've got seven churches there and a Bible school, and we built a, a, a building for our flagship church. So I went to dedicate the building and minister there, and Pastor Bev ministered there. And then um, we flew back, ministered the weekend, and then we flew to Australia, and we were there for four days, and we flew back. We left Australia on Friday at 4 o'clock, uh, no, we didn't, supposed to, but we, we, were, we left three hours late. So we missed our connections in Dallas. After a 15-hour flight, that's not exciting. And uh, so we missed our connection and the next flight and the next flight and had to catch the last flight home. Praise God we got on that flight. And uh, so we walked into our house on uh, Saturday morning at 1 o'clock in the morning. Went to bed after 2 and um, preached last night, and God showed up, praise his, praise his name. <laughs> I, was, 
I said to Pastor, if I fall asleep on the platform, wake me. <laughs> and, and I can tell you, I'm not kidding when I say it because Dr. Peter used to be Dr. Johnny in the old days. And I, after flying from here to Johannesburg, I had to stand up to have our meeting when we arrived. And, uh, and I fell over several times. I caught myself just before I hit the floor. Is that the truth? Raise your right hand. Tell me if that's the truth. So I, I said to her, if I fall over, you wake me. <laughs> but I made it. Praise the Lord. Well, let's stand up. Let's pray. Glad to be home. We're going to have a wonderful meeting here this morning. Father, we thank you for your wonderful presence. We thank you for the great worship we had this morning. We thank you for your rich living word. As I come to teach today, I make it known that I'm not trusting or depending on limited human abilities to teach, but I'm trusting in you. And therefore, I know without doubt that you anoint my mind, that I might grasp a revelation that will rise in abundance from my heart within. Thank you now for a supernatural recall of the scripture. And I believe, Father, that your word will flow from my mouth smoothly, accurately, clearly, without hindrance from anything, carried by your anointing power and love to each person's mind, bringing understanding, removing confusion, and to every heart that faith would rise and fear would leave, and we'll be careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory for all that's revealed and accomplished through your word and by your spirit here today, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. We'd like to thank all the pastors and the leaders the volunteers, for doing such a great job while we were gone. I also want to encourage you, if you had not listened to my series on uh, supernatural, the power of supernatural intercession, um, I'd like you to encourage you to listen to the whole six-part series. You can watch it online. And, uh, and uh, the last two parts we did from Jansburg, and you saw it, hopefully you were here, if you weren't, please, please watch it for your sake. You do need to know what was said and taught from the Word of God about that subject. All right, this morning we're having a great healing and miracle service. And uh, we're going to look first at Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26 is up on the screens. If you have a Bible, please use it. Now, in that verse, you'll find these words. God said, I'm the Lord who heals you. So here God is introducing himself to the nation of Israel, and he's telling them who he is. This is my name. This is who I am. Who am I? I'm the God who heals you. Imagine that. So he did that seven times. He gave them seven different names <clears throat> and, uh, to describe who he is, his character. And remember Jesus said in John 15, I've come to manifest your name, right? Jesus said that. In other words, he came to live out the names of God on the earth. That's what he said. And uh, he did. So when Jesus walked the earth, he actually, you actually watch his life, read the Gospels, you'll see the names of God in action in his life. But here God said, I am the Lord who heals you. So my question to you is, if God ever stopped healing us, could he still call himself the God that heals you? No, he'd have to change his name. As far as I know, God has not changed his name. He's still the God that heals you today, right? He has not changed his name. Praise the Lord. So he said also in Exodus 23, the same book, Exodus 23 and verse 25, he said, I will take sickness away from the midst of you. So sickness came into the earth because of the curse 
that came on man because of their sin, starting from the Garden of Eden when Adam ate the forbidden fruit and sinned against God. So sickness came as a result of sin, right? But God said, I will take the sickness away from the midst of you. Now, how did he do that? He sent Christ to purchase our freedom from sickness. Jesus absorbed our sickness on the cross. Isaiah 53 said, he himself bore our sickness and carried our pains. That means he was sick with our sickness and he suffered with our pains. According to Isaiah's prophecy, before Jesus came to the earth. That's what he said he would do. And then he said, by whose stripes you are healed. So notice that he said that before Jesus died on the cross, many years before, by whose stripes or wounds you are healed, present tense. And uh, so when Christ died on the cross, family, he healed everybody from Adam to the last person ever to be born on the planet at the same time. One time he healed everybody. And the Bible tells us, in Matthew chapter 8, verse 16, exactly that. I'd like you to go there in your New Testament now. It says, When evening had come, they brought to Jesus many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word. He spoke the demon, the demons left, and healed all who were sick. Say all. all. Healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So that's the quote that Isaiah made in his book in chapter 53. Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So here Matthew is quoting that statement. And he says Jesus healed everybody who was sick to confirm that Isaiah's prophecy was true. What's he saying? He's, Isaiah is saying... On the cross, Jesus will take everybody's sicknesses away. Matthew says Jesus healed everybody that came to him for prayer to prove that he was going to take away everybody's sickness on the cross. If Jesus did not take everybody's sickness on the cross, he couldn't heal everybody. Wouldn't be right. On the other hand, if he healed everybody, if he, if he was going to take everybody's sickness on the cross, then he'd have to heal everybody before the cross that came to him. Got that? If Jesus was going to take everybody's sickness on the cross and remove it, then when anybody came to him before the cross to, for prayer, he'd have to heal them because he's going to purchase their health and that's theirs. He's got to heal them. That's why he never turned one person away. Jesus never said to anybody, you don't deserve this. Because it wasn't about them. No one deserved it. It was about what he did on the cross for us. It's not about us deserving anything. We don't deserve a thing. It's all grace and mercy. Jesus bought healing for everybody. It's all about him, not about us. So we receive whatever we receive by gift. And our problem today is we try and deserve it. The minute you try and deserve anything from God, you don't get it. Because then you're trying to buy something that's already been paid for. God won't let you do that. We've got to get ourselves out of the way. 
We're going to say, I receive this gift from God. Salvation is a gift. Healing is a gift. Everything we receive from God is a gift. Right? And if we have that mentality, we will walk in the blessing of God. It's called the grace of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Now, Peter says the same thing in his book. In 1 Peter 2, 24, it says, By whose stripes you were healed. Notice that Peter writes the church many years after Jesus has gone to heaven. And he says to the church, By whose stripes you were healed. By his wounds you were healed. He didn't say you're going to be healed. He said, I want you all to know that you already are healed. So if he was writing to the church today, he'd say, I want you all to know you've been healed. Jesus healed you 2,000 years ago. Say this, I am the healed, resisting sickness. Again, I am the healed, resisting sickness. Say, God sees me healed. God calls me healed because he paid for it. And so I say, I'm healed. Praise God. Hallelujah. So both Matthew and Peter were quoting Isaiah 53 and explained that Jesus fulfilled that prophecy. And as I said, there's no record in the Bible of anybody being turned away. Jesus did not say, you don't deserve this. Healing's not for you. You've just been too bad. No, he didn't do that. Matthew 4.23. Matthew 4.23. Say this, if I was in the line back then, when Jesus is on the earth, I would have been healed as well. And say this, Jesus is the same today and forever. And where two or three are gathered together in his name, there he is in their midst. And he is here today. All right, Matthew 4, 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and, brought, and they brought to Jesus all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee and from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. And he healed them all. Luke 6, 17. And Jesus came down from them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples. And a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear Jesus and be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch Jesus. Watch that. The whole multitude sought to touch Jesus, for power went out from him and healed them all. So they came to Jesus. Jesus, can I just touch your clothes? Jesus, can I just touch your robe? And when they did, power flowed. It's like putting your finger in a plug. Power flows. Touch these clothes. Power flowed. And they were all healed. All healed. 
the power flowed out of Jesus' body. Now, you heard people on that video say that the power went through their body. They felt that power healed them. That power is still here today. Wherever Jesus is, that power is there. You see, this morning early, somebody came in here and turned on the lights by just throwing a switch and the lights came on because the power was waiting at the switch. Because we paid our bill, power is waiting. Now, there's power everywhere in this universe. God is present everywhere in this universe. So God's power is present everywhere. And God's power has a switch. And that switch is called faith. And the way to release that faith, very simple, is just to say, thank you. When you say thank you, receive the gift. When somebody gives you a gift to Christmas, what do you do? You say, thank you. You see, you don't accept the gift, you just don't say anything. But if you say thank you, that means you've taken the gift. Right? So when you say thank you, the power flows. Bang, right there. God's power flows. And you'll see that this morning, like it was on the video. And there's nothing special about any of us at all. As I said, it's all God's grace. It's all about Him, not about us. Nothing special about any of us. But God's mercy is sufficient. Hallelujah. Amen. And when the whole multitude sought to touch Him, when, because the power went out from Him and healed them all. The Lord Jesus teaches His disciples how to use their faith. So, now, the disciples came to Jesus here in Luke 17, 5. And the apostles said to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Now, there's no one that can do a better job of teaching us how to use faith than Jesus can. Right? Can we agree on that? Okay. So now let's let's take special note of what he said and pay special attention to what he's going to say. Because he's going to teach us how to use our faith. Right? Verse 6, Luke 17. So Lord Jesus said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, all right? Now, why did he say mustard seed? Why did he not say a mango seed? Because a mango seed is a lot bigger, right? He said mustard seed because a mustard seed is probably the smallest of all herb seeds. It's the size of a pinhead. Size of a pinhead. And Jesus said, if you have that much faith, just that much And all of us have got at least that, right? Because the Bible says it's given to each of us the measure of faith, right? You receive your faith to be saved. And if you receive faith to be saved, that's the big deal. Receiving faith to be healed is a small deal. I mean, going to heaven is a big deal. Are we all in agreement with that? All right, so he said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, this is how you use it. Watch. You can say. You can say. To qualify to say you need faith as big as a mustard seed, then you can say. Say what you believe. You can say to the small bee tree, be pulled up by the roots, implied in the sea, and it will obey you. Say to the mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and plant in the sea, and it will obey you. Now, he didn't say the tree will obey God. He said the tree will obey you. 
said that when I speak the tree, it will listen to me. <laughs> you heard that song, I speak the tree, it never listen to me? That's unbelief. All right, so Jesus said, you can save the mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be plowed in the sea. That's not very spiritual, be pulled up by the roots, be plowed in the sea, but Jesus said, it'll obey you. If you have faith and you say it. The problem is, people have faith but don't say what they believe. That's the problem. We are not saying what we believe. That's why it doesn't work for us. Our faith can't work till you say it. And when you ask some folks how they're doing, you wish you didn't because you're there an hour later listening to all their problems. Uh, that's not the way to receive God's help and healing. Amen. Confess, praise God, I believe I'm well. Even if you're not, say it. See that? And what happens? Eventually your faith will grow and you will receive what you say. You'll receive what you say. That mulberry tree will be plucked up and planted in the sea. Might not happen the first time, but it will eventually happen. So, Jesus said, you plant the tree in the sea. Now, I, uh, I've got a story I can tell you that's interesting. Several years ago, we had a we had several different houses in South Africa. We sold them and gave them away. And anyway, we bought this house with a tennis court and a pool. And uh, there was a wall right next to the pool. And the neighbor's tree uh, grew over our wall. And they had these brown, horrible berries that used to fall into our pool. And so our gardener, his name was Noel, forever was working, taking the berries out of that pool. And so I was watching him one day and I thought, you know what, we've got to sort this out. So I said, because not my tree. So I just said, you are dead at the roots. You are plucked up by the roots and you are dead and plucked up by the roots. And every day I came home, I just said, you are dead and plucked up by the roots. For about six months, I just walked past that tree. You are dead and plucked up by the roots. I didn't have it the first day. Six months later, I was still talking to that tree. Just like Jesus said, you are dead and plucked up by the roots. So anyhow, um, one day I came home from work and here's the neighbor. She's leaning over the wall. And she's looking at Noel. His name is Manuel, we used to call him Noel. And he's cleaning the pool. She said, gee, I don't know, realize these berries are causing such a mess in your pool. So I said, funny you should say that. How would you feel if we just cut the branches along here over the wall of your tree and left your branches on your side but cut my branches of your tree so that they didn't hang into my pool? How would you feel about that? She said, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sure thing. No problem. So I told Noah. I said, okay, Noah. This is what I'm going to do tomorrow. I want you to... And I stood by the wall. I said, now I want you to cut these branches off right here. I don't want any more branches in the tree. Uh, hanging over the pool. The lady said, we can do that. Fine. Good, he says. So I came back from work. And I couldn't find the tree. So I go to the wall. I look over. And there's a little stump on the other side. 
I thought, oh, Lord have mercy. So I went and knocked on the neighbor's door. She comes to the door. So I said, did you notice what we did to your tree? She said, yes, I did. She was very observant. So anyway, I said, I'm so sorry. We cut your tree down. It wasn't my instruction. I just, I'm sorry. She said, actually, in the last few months, I've been dis- detesting that tree. You did me a great favor. I said, really? She says, yes. I want somebody to take it out. And you did it for me for nothing. Okay. Wonderful. Now, she had another big tree, a blue gum tree, growing. It was used massive. This had to be 150 feet tall at least. Massive, big. The base was like that. Blue gum tree. And it grew from her yard and it had long, big branches. Went over our tennis court and had these tiny little cups, like little acorn cups that fell on our court and you'd slip and slide when you played tennis because those little things would roll and uh, you'd have to sweep them every time and like an hour later they're back again. So that was a real nuisance enough to make a monkey by its mother. So uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to ask her about that tree. So she said, yeah, cut it down, cut it down. I said, you don't mind if we take it out? She said, no, be my guest. Fine, thank you. I'll get a hold of Noel. I said, now, Noel, is that a big tree? I said, get your friends, and I'll pay them real well to cut that tree down. He said, great, we'll do that. Tomorrow we'll start. So I said, now, this is how we're going to do it, Noel. See, at the top of that tree is a huge big fork, right? And this branch goes that way. This branch goes that way. I mean, these branches are like that around. So... I said, what you have to do is you have to put a rope through that fork and you have to tie it to a branch and just cut off a short piece of the branch and let that piece go down, undo it, come back, cut another piece off, let that piece go down. And I explained very carefully to him, you know, I like to explain things thoroughly. You know that. So I gave him the whole procedure, okay. He's, yeah, I got it. I got it. I said, good, good man. Okay, fine. So I get a frantic phone call from Pastor Bev. Help, help. What's going on? She said, the neighbor's roof has caved in. I said, what? She said, the tree is lying across the house and the roof is in the bedroom on the bed. That's a brick and tile house, okay? Brick and tile house. So all the tiles on the bed and in the room and the only thing that you can see from where when I got home is this huge big tree across the one wall it's on resting on the wall and it's resting on that wall other side of the house and there's no roof it's all inside disappeared there's a house there's a roof there there's no roof there half the roof of the house is gone so I said oh we're knocked on the door I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'll fix this, I'll pay for it, whatever it costs, I'll pay for it. She said, thank you. She wasn't smiling this time. <laughs> so, so I phoned Ben, construction, he owned his own construction company. I said, Ben, I need your help, dear brother. Come over here, please, as soon as you can. He said, I'll be right over. I showed him, I said, now look. I don't care what it costs. I'm going to pay for this. Get it fixed, please. Can you help me? 
He said, Dr. Thea, I'm going to fix this house for nothing. I'll take the tree away. I'll fix this house. Won't charge you one cent. My company will take care of it. Don't worry. Thank God. <laughs> so anyhow, he fixed the whole thing, solved the problem, just disappeared, made the problem go away for me. But I'm going to hold a no. And I said, no, can you explain how you did that? He says, yeah, this was the game plan. They put this branch, this, this rope, to the fork at the top of the tree. And they tied it around this huge big branch that goes over. This is the first one now. They're cutting this one right over the house. Okay, so it goes from, from there all the way to there. And uh, they tied the rope around this big branch. And then they start cutting, right at the top of the tree. Cutting, 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 cutting. <laughs> Hours later with this electric saw. And they got the rope around the branch, through the fork, and the seven guys standing at the bottom holding the rope. And, and Noel has got this rope tied around his waist because he's the anchor man. <laughs> if all else fails, he's got it. So... <laughs> So, 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 so anyhow, this branch starts falling all the way down from the top of the tree. And these seven guys go up <laughs> into the tree. Thank God they let go at like 20 feet and didn't get hurt. But Noel couldn't let go. His anchor just wasn't strong enough. And he went right up in the tree, and he stopped at the fork. He's hugging the tree. One, two more feet, and he would have gone through that fork and fallen to his death. God is merciful. So he didn't lose his job, but he learned how not to cut trees down. So... I said, Lord, how come all this went wrong? Because I spoke to the trees, but everything went wrong. The tree didn't go into the sea. It just messed up the whole planet. So he says, he says you should have told the tree where to go. You used to be plucked up by the roots. You didn't say where you should go. Anyway, that's how that worked. I just want to tell you for sure that that verse works. All right, now then, here's somebody that used that particular instruction that Jesus gave us. Say this, if you have faith, you've got to say it. I must say what I believe. Unless I say it, it won't happen. Say, so God cannot do more for me than my words of faith allow him to do. Again, God cannot do. More for me than my words of faith allow him to do. So there's everything I have today and have achieved is because of what I said yesterday. So this my words put laws into motion that cannot be reversed. Again, my words put laws into motion that cannot be reversed. 
See, your words are final authority when it comes to your life. Again, your words are final authority when it comes to your life. God won't overrule your will. There's no one walking around heaven today screaming, shouting, how did I get you? I didn't want to come here. God brought me, I guess, by will. That's not going to happen. We only receive from God what we say in faith. Amen? All right, then. Now, here's somebody that used that principle in Luke chapter, Mark, Mark chapter 5. Please go there. I'd like you to study this. Now, my wife is not uh, playing on the phone. She's actually talking to all the social media people watching us live here this morning. But I would encourage you to bring Bibles to church and read from your Bible. You'll grow much faster that way. Your faith will grow much faster. Amen. You will start out with the same measure of faith, but you can have great faith, exceeding faith, shipwrecked faith. Your faith can change as you grow. Mark 5, 25. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered from many physicians. Had spent all that she had had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. So notice that there's a lot in that verse. She heard about Jesus. Faith comes, Romans 10, 17 said, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So when she heard about Jesus, she heard people are being healed. She heard people are being healed everywhere. No one's being turned away. No one's being turned away. Everybody that goes to Jesus gets healed. So there's faith now. All right. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him. Say behind him. He didn't see her. Jesus did not see the lady. She came behind him in the crowd. In the crowd. There's a crowd of people around him and touched his garment. Touched his what? His garment. She didn't touch his skin. Didn't touch his neck. Didn't touch his ankle. Didn't touch his head. Touched his clothes. All right? So he can't feel that physically. For she said, why did she do that? Because she said. She didn't think it, she said it. The Greek says she said it. If only I might, uh, if only I might touch his clothes, I shall be made well. If only. Now why would she say if only? Well, because they were treated like lepers with that condition. So if she got caught, she'd been stoned or chased away. So she probably was on her hands and knees. Luke 8 verse 44, Luke writes about this because he was there. And he says um, that she was, she touched the hem of his garment, the bottom of his garment, okay? The bottom of his garment, the hem. And actually, the New Living Translation says the same thing here, she touched the hem. They got it from Luke and they put that in there, but the Greek says, he touched his clothes. Or, uh, uh, yeah, okay, fine. It's, I'll read it now. But anyway, it's in Luke, there, verse 27. She came behind him and touched his garment. But Luke says about that, that she touched his, the bottom of his clothes. So she was probably on her hands and knees, crawling through the crowd, trying to keep, um, you know, 
away out of sight and touched the hem of his garment. She sneaked up behind him. And what happened? Immediately, verse 29, she felt in her body. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that affliction. See those people on the video said they felt it? She felt in her body that she was healed. Felt it right away of the affliction. She felt the power flow. A warm heat flowed through her body. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him. So how would he know power flowed out of him? Because she touched by faith. He felt the power drain from him. But he didn't feel any physical touch because she didn't touch him physically. She touched the hem of his garment. So immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, he turned around in the crowd, there's the word crowd again, and said, who touched my clothes? So he figured somebody touched my clothes and power flowed. But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? How can you ask that question, Lord? There's multitudes of people around you and some are being bumped up against you. Some are touching you by curiosity. Uh, but he says uh, that power flowed. So this touch was different. It was a touch of faith. She said it, she did it, and the power flowed. She did not know if she could get there. She said, if I can get there, I'll be healed. But if I can get there, I will be healed. She said it. She said it. Immediately the power flowed and she was healed. Verse 31, but his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging, you say, who touched me? How can you do that? How can you ask us such a question? And he looked around to see who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. So she came and acknowledged and testified that what had happened to her. So now the Lord could have just left that, but he insisted on her coming to him and acknowledging that she was healed. Why did he want that? For her sake. For her sake. He wanted her to testify that she was healed. See, the, the ten lepers came to Jesus and he said, go show yourself the priest and get a certificate for your cleansing. You see, lepers had to go and get a letter from the priest to say they were cleansed from leprosy before they could go back into public. So Jesus said, go and get that letter. That's what he's saying. And they, he didn't pray for them. They just left. They listened to him to go get the letter. Here come, here walk the lepers to get a letter to say that I'm cleansed with leprosy. But on the way, Baal said they were healed. Leprosy left them because they did what he said. That's faith in action. So I'm walking to get my letter even though I'm not healed. And as they went, the leprosy disappeared. One man came back, fell on his knees and said, thank you. Jesus said, where are the other nine? Why didn't they come back as well? You see what, this, what Jesus said to this woman right here? Watch this. And he said to her, verse 34, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Not mine, yours. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Go in peace and be made whole. Every word whole. So whatever was missing has been re... Uh, she, she got it back. Now, 
Jesus wants us to testify of what he does for us so that we can keep it because the devil who put it on us in the first place would like to put it back on us. And the way to stay well is to tell everybody what Jesus did for you. And that's the way you keep what he gives you. You keep it by giving it away. So I say to folks, when you get healed this morning, the first thing you do is get in your car is you phone somebody. And you say, I just want you to know Jesus healed me today. You don't mention me, I've got nothing to do with that. Jesus healed me today at church. And tell them what Jesus did for you. And then when you finish with that person, you phone somebody else. And you tell them. And the next day you tell somebody else. If the devil ever tries to put that pain back on you ever in the future, phone somebody and just say, I want you to know Jesus healed me from this problem last week, two weeks ago, last year, and I'm enjoying good health. Praise God. The moment you do that, the problem goes. The devil has to scatter. He has to take his bags and go. That's how it works. That's how it works. Because you have what you say. Say this, God cannot do more for me than my words of faith allow him to do. Now say this, this morning, I'm coming to touch the hem of his garment and I shall be healed. Because where two or three are gathered together in his name, there he is in the midst of them. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Just like that woman, I declare today I shall be healed. I am going to touch the hem of his garment by faith when I am prayed for and I will go home well. The power of God will flow into my body And I will receive my gift of health from Jesus. Amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God is so good. All right, family. If you have pain in your body now, listen very carefully. If you have pain in your body right now, listen very carefully. If your pain level is at a 10 out of 10, that means it's extreme. If your pain is a 2 out of 10, a 3 out of 10, it's mild. Mild pain. You got it? That's how we work it. So if you're here today and your pain is extreme, it's a 7 or 8 or a 9 or even a 10, I'd like you to stand on your feet right where you are right now. If your pain is extreme, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, level. Stand. Quickly, quickly. Jesus is the healer. Amen? All right. So, I'm going to ask Dean, who's got the microphone, just for you to tell us one line what your problem is. Let's start right there. 
Okay. What's your name, dear lady? John. Sorry? John. 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 So, okay, John. So, did you hurt your back? No, it just started happening. How long ago? So now, is your pain level 7, 8, 9, or 10 in that level? What, what number is it about? About 7. About 7, okay. And you got a pain in the hip, right? <clears throat> Come out, Jojo. Where are you next? All right, <clears throat> the lady with the uh, mustard jacket there. What's your name? Lita. And what's, what level of pain do you have? I'd say about a 7 also. And what is your problem? All right. And did you hurt yourself? No, it just came upon me. How long ago was that? Well, the severe pain has been maybe uh, several weeks. Come on out here. Who's next? All right. The man with a white shirt on. Okay. What's your name, dear brother? Uh, my name is Oris. Sorry? Oris. Okay. What is your problem? Um, I have a severe pain in my head. Is a one for ten? Is a ten? It's a ten. Yeah, it's like a. And how? And what happened to you? Is a pressure here, pressure here. Uh, I don't know because uh, I have pain in my belly too, and my abdomen, and uh, this is come to my stomach, and uh, my back too. But you have pain. How long? Uh, how long have you been suffering? This is about. My back is a long, long, long time, but uh, this um, head and my my headache is like a beginning um, three months for every Come out, yeah! God's gonna heal you. Come out, yeah! Pastor Luke, so the mic's not on. Just try that again. Your name is dear brother. Your mic was off. Your mic was off. Now, now I can hear you. Your name is what? Rick, got you, Rick. Go ahead. And um, I've had ovarian operations on my knees, and I have severe neuropathy in both legs. And, uh, I can't feel my feet. Feel and you've had operations? I've had eight operations. Wow. Eight, my goodness. Wow. And how bad is your pain right now? Right now it's about nine. Come on out here, Rick. My, uh, my name is Edward, and I'm standing here on behalf of my daughter. What's wrong with her? My, the doctors say she has juvenile, juvenile arthritis. She wakes up every morning with pain so severe that she struggles to even open a door. So she's a little shy, but God told me to Let her up. sit right here with your, is that the wife? Yes. Mother? Bring her to the front here. Move over slightly, Dr. Peter. Let her sit somewhere. I want you, because I want you to um, take this away, please. Brother. Thank you, Steve. All right, I want you to watch the miracles. What's this lady, young girl's name? Sophia. 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 I want you to look at the screen when I start praying for people, okay? All right, what have we got here? Chris. What's wrong with you, Chris? Suffering from alcohol addiction. Alcohol addiction. Okay. Really, really my life. Right. Do you have pain? Ten out of ten. Where? Where's the pain? In your heart. Deep in my heart. 
All right, you will be set free today. Don't worry about it. But you won't have the problem with drinking anymore. But that, yeah, yeah, you won't, you won't, you'll be fine. I'm going to pray for you, but not now. Because you see, what I'm doing here is I'm following the Holy Spirit's direction. He's guiding me one step at a time. I'm like in a river, going down the river. And I've got to just stay in that flow. Otherwise, I'll get out the river and I'll lose my way. So I'll be right back with you in a short while. Do you have pain? How bad is the pain? One to ten. Okay, I'll be with you in a short while. I need a ten or a seven. Yes, sir. My name is uh, Robert Perez. Yes, Robert. What's and uh, I have been diagnosed uh, with a heart condition. Okay. Back in the nineties, and uh, up to now, I'm in a uh, nursing home. And do you have pain? Yes, sir. How bad? I have uh, pain in my, my, my spine. How and bad? One to ten? Yes, sir. What's the number? And, uh, well, it is it is very, very, very much. It hurts a lot. I understand. And you see, uh, I, I, I don't know how long the string is. How long yeah. is a piece of string? So oh. just give me a number. One to ten. How bad is it, if you can? Oh, it is it is very, very much. Uh, give me a number. It hurt. Yes, it hurts. And, okay, uh, I would like you to sit right here, okay? I'll pray for you with your wife. I'll pray for you in a little while. Just sit there and watch, okay? Uh, my name's Kathleen. Kathleen. And I have a, um, something's going on in my neck. Okay, how long have you had the problem? I want to say before the new year. Before the new year, so how bad is the pain? Oh, it, it, it's a 7, but it can go up to a 12. <laughs> okay, come on out here. Uh, who else have we got? No one over this side. Are we done with those? Okay, now. Okay. We got one more there? Okay, lady at the back. Oh, oh. Here, what happened yes, to you? I have uh, trouble with my side. It hurts a lot. And I hey. said the pain is on nine right now. It could be worse than that. Sometimes okay, come on out here. Come on out here. Who's the man that had eight operations? You. I'd like to find the worst case first. Come and sit down there. Because I like to see what Jesus does. Sit down here. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, just ask you, if you don't mind, to give me your legs so I can measure them. Okay. All right? Now, I want you to relax. Just sit square in that chair. Now, can you see one leg is sticking out a little bit past the other? You can see that. So I'm going to ask the Lord Jesus to lengthen that leg, the skin, the bone, the muscles, and even add some more hairs to your leg because <laughs> you're going to have new, new skin there without hairs if he doesn't. All right. I don't want to know about your hairy legs, but I just want to know that <laughs> everything will look good. Make sure it looks good. All right? Okay. So when you say thank you, geez, your legs are going to, short legs are going to grow out. Now, I want you to keep your eye on that. 
And watch. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, here it comes. There it is. Now I'm pushing both legs. Pushing both legs. See, I'm pushing. It's the same, right? Can you see that? Now, just relax your legs. Now you're going to feel a warm heat go up your back. There it goes. It's getting hot. Do you feel that heat? Tell us what you feel. I can just feel like warmth going up my hips. Yes. And to my back. Yes. And up up my spine. That's Jesus touching you by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. He's touching you. He's doing surgery. You know, he's the best surgeon anyway. Amen. Amen. The other eight proved that they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> he's fixing your back right now. Yes. While you God. just relax. And the thing is about this surgery that Jesus does, you don't have any pain when he does it. It just feels good. And also, it doesn't cost you anything. It costs him everything. I can feel my legs just tingling. Huh? I can feel my legs like pulsating like uh -huh, tingling. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You know what? what? All the pain is gone, and you are healed. Thank you. Now God. you can get up and do some cartwheels. Thank you. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm 72 years might have to do another miracle. <laughs> okay. Test yourself out. You'll see you fine. Touch your toes. Walk around. Touch your toes. Get up. Twist. Microphone. Tell us what Jesus did for you. Jesus healed me. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Jesus healed me. Praise God. Thank you. All right. Who's next over there? So what is your problem? Microphone, sit down, quick as we can. Oh, I've been having uh, hip pain. In hip. John. I'm John. Hip pains? Yeah. And? My biggest problem is I can't hear anymore. Biggest problem is you can't hear. Which yeah. ear? Both ears or I one? I want to hear you clearly. Okay, which ear are we talking about? I think it's both. Both ears. Yeah. Well, let's just... Before we start with everything else, let's set the door up in your ears so you can hear what I'm saying to you. Okay, I'm saying that before we start praying for you, I'm going to ask the Lord to open your ears so you can hear, and then we can pray for your body. You got it? Yes, that's what I want. That's what you want. Okay. So now you're going to feel a warm heat. A warm heat going to your ears right now. There it is. There it is. It's getting hot. It's getting hot. Poof. They're open. They're open. Yeah, the clock is gone. Woo! Very loud. What happened? That was very loud. Yeah. Are you happy? Yes. Can you see if Jesus did? All right. How about it shock you? Okay, now we get the rest of it for you. Give me your legs. That's fine. Now that warm heat's going up your back. Warm heat going up your back. It's getting hot. Lift your hands up and say, thank you, I'm healed. Thank you, Jesus. Get up, do some cartwheels. Do whatever you couldn't do before. Touch your toes. You used to do them. Okay. Do a little bit of walking, twisting and turning like you did last summer.
Jesus healed me. Praise God. Are you Thank happy? You. Yes, Is it perfect Catholic? Is it perfect Catholic? Come on now. Is God good, family? God is so good. Sit down there. What's your name? Lipa. Lipa. Oh, I just said that tree. Now, Lipa, tell us. Lita. With a T. Lita. Okay, Lita. Tell us your problem again quickly. Well, I have a, I'm getting ready for procedure in my back and my hip, but actually my bad pain is, is on the other leg right oh, here. Oh, boy. It sounds like you need a total overall. Okay. <laughs> this is where the bad pain is. There, in your leg. So it looks like you're going to have a few surgeries planned, right? couple of procedures. Yeah, yes. but you're going to have, Jesus is going to fix all that now so you can cancel those surgeries. Is that okay? Can I measure your legs? Okay. Now, can you see one leg is a little longer than the other? Look at the heel. Can you see in the mirror? I mean, look in the screen. All right. Now, when you say thank you, Jesus, that short leg's going to grow. Watch it there. Now, say thank you, Jesus. Now, here it comes. Is that the same now? Yeah. So now that same power of Jesus is going up your legs. There it goes. And wherever the pain is, it's melting away. It's getting hot. It's getting hot. That pain is melting away. There it goes. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Just relax. Let Jesus do it. He's doing it for you right now. All the pain's melting away. He's doing surgery. Your whole body's being healed right now. There it is. Now lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Now, you see, I don't have to touch her because it's not about me, right? It's all about him. The great healer. So you've been healed. You can get up and do your cartwheels now. <laughs> Try and find the problem. You see, it's gone. Walk over there. Walk around. Twist and turn. Bend down. Stand up. Twist and turn. Twist and turn. Like you did last summer. Okay. So tell us what Jesus did for you up here without my cane earlier <laughs> and now you're fine and now I can bring that around. cane here I want you to hold that over your shoulder and go back to your seat yeah. over your shoulder go back to your seat all right so what did Jesus uh, what do you need him to do for you what's wrong with you oh you got the head problem the pain let me ask you something okay um... I want to ask you a question you, you asked me or I, I want to ask you. Uh, you can ask. Okay. Okay. Has anybody offended you real bad? Offended me? Yeah. Made you sad. Made me sad. Do you have to forgive somebody? Maybe. I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Yeah. If you did know, if you had to forgive somebody, you'd know. So okay. you're fine. You're fine. Okay. Okay. Now um, it's not it's no look likes, but uh, I have um, so many issues in my in my health right now. Okay, I don't need to know all those problems. Jesus got it. He's okay. got it. Okay, Jesus knows everything. Yes, he knows everything. 
And he's got it. Now just listen to me, okay? okay. You ready? This is time to receive now. Okay? This is your dad. He was on the same day flight yesterday from Brazil to here, so okay. he had to be here this morning, and it was unexpected. We weren't expecting him, okay. and he flew yesterday from Brazil. from Brazil. He got here about one o'clock this morning, and we brought him to church. Well, and we've been praying it's for your him. happy day. It's your divine appointment. Happy day. You know what, sir? That clock is ticking, and I'm sorry. I want to hear your story, but I want to get this done because we've got to move on, okay? All right, now, just stay there. Give me your legs. I want to see if your legs are okay. Okay, turn your head, toes out. Toes out. Out. Let me play with them. Turn to relax his feet. Okay. Now, can you see that one leg is longer than the other? You can see that. I don't think you've got a good visual of that camera. It needs to come more over the top. Okay. Now, when you say thank you, Jesus, your short legs are going to grow out. All right. There it comes. Relax your legs. Let them fall. I'm holding them up. Stiff as a poker here. Okay. Your leg is growing out. That's a miracle and a miracle because you're so stiff. <laughs> Relax your legs. It's going to fall. Okay, put your legs down. I have to stand on them to get them to go down. Okay, now, see that power is going up your back. It's getting hot right now. There it is. That power is going up your back. It's getting hot. Up into your neck, getting hot. Into your head, it's getting hot right now. Your head is getting hot right now. And all that pain is going. So I command you, foul spirit that's bound him, I command you to let his head go and leave this building. You will not attach yourself to anybody here in the name of Jesus. I set him free. Oh, all right. Lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands. Say, thank you, Jesus. Get up and do some cartwheels. Tell us what Jesus did for you. Tell us what Jesus did for you. Yes, Jesus healed me. What happened to the What happened to the pain in the head? Much better now. Lift your hands and say thank you, Jesus. Okay. Like you okay, so it's a, you said it's a 9 out of 10, sometimes it's a 12. Yeah, and the, um, because sometimes my head hurts from here. Okay, all right. And my arm feels weak. Okay, just sit back, relax. Can I reach to the you can't reach one? You can't reach back. Okay, fine. That's all right. Just relax now. Okay? You happy? Yes. Look at me. The power of Jesus is coming on you right now. There it is, getting hot. The power of Jesus is touching your body right now. It's getting hot. There it is. And that pain is melting away. 
He's doing surgery on your body right now. He's healing you right now. He's wonderful. He loves you. Lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. That's what I have to do. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Look at me. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Put your hands down. Look at me. The Spirit of the Lord is on you. He's healing you. Okay? He's healing you right now. Give me a hand. And power is flowing into your body. There it goes. It flows right now. Praise Jesus. Now look at me. Don't try and earn this. Don't try and deserve this. Don't be worried or fret or stressed. Because it's already paid for. Jesus healed you 2,000 years ago. It's already paid for. He died to, to bring you this health. You don't have to do anything to get it. Just relax. Take the gift now. Take the gift now. Just say, thank you, I received the gift. Praise Jesus. Okay? You got it. Now stand up. Move around. Be hard, be vigorous. Be vigorous. Do a be, be very hard. Be very hard. Be very hard. Say thank you, Jesus. Tell us what Jesus did for you. Uh, Jesus is uh, saving me. Jesus, uh, <laughs> he heals. And is the pain still there or is it gone? <laughs> barely, but I can... Uh, it's, barely, it's barely there. Yes. Yeah, it's just a little bit there. Yes. Okay, do this. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I am healed. I'm healed. Praise God. Praise God. I'm healed. All right, now move again. Now be hard. Be vigorous. And now what? You can't feel the pain? Yes, feel pain. Yes, very, very. I mean, I'll be able to reach my life. So, I'm not sure I understand. You have just a little bit of pain. You just have a little bit of pain. All right, say this. Say this, all right? Praise God, I am healed. And I resist the pain. Now, I want somebody to give him my little booklet on healing scriptures. Pastor David, can you do that for me? Go give it to her as a gift. All right, and then I'll pray for you again later. There, take that. Read that now. Make sure you understand it carefully. What did you come for, Kathleen? Um, my, sh my neck and shoulder. Okay. What happened to you? I woke up one morning, and it was... Hurting. All right. The power of God is going up your body into your neck. There it is. The warm heat. 
There it is. Say thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Yes. Lift your hands and say thank you, Lord. Get up, try and find the problem. You'll see it's gone. No change? No, it's better. It's better. Thank you, Jesus. Let's lift our hands with her and say thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. All right. Test it again. All gone. All gone. Jesus healed me. Jesus healed you. Yes, he did. All right. Nathan, can you bring Kimri down here, please? And Sophia. This year, I'll pray for her next. So, Kimri, what happened to you, honey? Come sit in the chair. Um, on Tuesday last week, I developed a tremor in my arm. Um, I'm not exactly sure why. Um, my doctor and my chiropractor thinks it might be like a pinched nerve or something, but it's just been a constant tremor in my arm and in my head. And it also gives me migraines when it goes to my head, and it's just been... Did nerve. you hurt yourself? I got in a fender bender in a car accident. Oh, okay. So it could be from An that. injury? Mm-hmm. When did you have the accident? Uh, last week, Wednesday. And when did this start? Um, this past Tuesday. After the accident? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's likely the accident caused it, right? Possibly, yeah. Okay. All right, so we're going to pray now. And you're going to feel that warm heat. Can I just measure your legs, Kimry? Okay, look at that. The one leg is a little longer than the other. Can you see that? Oh, when you say thank you, Jesus, short leg is going to grow out. Ready? Don't take your eyes off it. Keep it open. There it comes. Okay. The same power is going up your back right now into your head. There it goes. Getting hot. God's healing any damage in your head. And your back, your spine, healing it right now. Just relax. There's that heat. There's that heat. Praise God. It's the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Getting hotter. It's getting hotter. All the pain is going from your body right now. There it goes. All right, you can stand up, you're healed. Stand there. Move around. Do what you couldn't do before. Test yourself out. Swing those arms vigorously. And tell us what Jesus did for you, Kimry. Where's that microphone? Jesus healed me. Jesus healed you. God rejoice, Kimry. Come and sit here, honey. Come with her, mommy. Now, what happened to your daughter? Arthritis. She has juvenile idiopathic arthritis. And they said, uh, we found out when she was six, I think, and they said she could have had it since she was two or three, but we wouldn't have known. And it's supposed to go away on its own, and I've been believing that God's going to heal her. Okay. What's her name? (laughs) Sophia. Sophia, sit straight in the chair with your legs. Sit straight. Make sure she's sitting square. Give me your legs, Sophia. Straighten your legs. There, put your knees down. 
All right, Sophia, can you see one leg is way longer than the other? Look here where your legs are touching. Can you see one leg's longer? Can you see it on the, on the video? Everybody raise your hand if you can see that. Now, Sophia, Jesus is going to lengthen that short leg. It's about two inches. Okay? All right, you can take your hand off of her, Mommy. I want the power of God to stay on her, okay? So, Sophia, Jesus loves you, honey. All right, he's going to fix you all up today. Now, watch this. When you say thank you, Jesus, his power is going to flow through that short leg and fix it. You ready? It's going to grow out. All right, you ready? Say thank you, Jesus. There it comes. Did you see that, Sophia? Did you see that? So he just lengthened the skin, the bone, the muscle. Now that same power, Sophia, put your legs down. That same power is going up. It's all right, just relax. That same power is going up your back, healing your whole body, healing your hands. All the pain is melting away from you. All the pain's going because Jesus loves you so much. He's healing you. The devil made you sick, but Jesus makes you better. Okay, because he loves you. You feel his love right now? You feel his love right now? He's touching you. He's putting his arms around you. He's loving you. That's Jesus touching you, honey. All right, you know what? I've got a surprise for you. You are well, and you'll never have that problem again. It's all gone forever. Put your hands up and say, thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Now, say this, Sophia. I will tell all my friends what Jesus did for me. Now stand up, Sophia. Move, shake your body, move around, touch your toes, stand up. Tell us what Jesus did for you, Sophia. Jesus healed me. Jesus healed you. Isn't Jesus wonderful, family? Isn't Jesus wonderful? I command you to be healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All that need healing, stand where you are, right quickly. If you need healing, I'm not going to pray for you. I'm going to pray one prayer, you'll be healed right there. Just stand up where you are. Stand up where you are. If you need healing, I don't have to touch you. Lift your hand up right now. Say this, I receive my healing from Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus, I command these conditions to leave. In the name of Jesus, by the authority of Christ, I command every sickness, disease, pain, ailment, infection, addiction to go right now in the name of Jesus. I release you from this bondage today. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Now don't sit down. Just lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say, I have it now. Praise God, I'm well. All right. Now test yourself out. Go on and test yourself out. Do aggressive movements in your body. Do aggressive movements in your body. Don't sit down. Do whatever you couldn't do before. Do it aggressively. 
Now, watch this, okay? If you know it's done, put both your hands and give Jesus a wave offering. Praise God.